0: Hey, Siri? Uh Uh-huh? Take me to the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio.
1: One option is Joe Crow Reservoir in Oregon. Is that the one you're looking for?
0: No. Which the Joe Beaver? The Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. On it. It's a destination people have sought for generations.
2: Are we near Oregon?
0: And take my wagon train to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Be sure to come prepared.
2: I'm
3: fascinated. I'm fascinated too. Right on the arm.
0: And with the proper gear.
3: Shall we select our masks?
0: And even in this exacting age. Everything you say. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts.
4: Dad and his mysterious phone calls.
0: <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those
4: phone calls put you through college.
0: As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. Is closed for the COVID. And know this: John and Mike will celebrate when you get here.
5: Arrived at the Joe Beaver Show, 1240
4: Joe Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in to the Joe Beaver Show. Ads. Seven,
1: Mike Parker and John
4: Warren with you with a lot to get to today, including, if it comes up, just bring us the early strains, so sentimental, uh, haunting In nature, and I thought of this amongst many things today. You got it? Let's hear it. Yeah.
6: I think we played this before. We have.
3: And uh, there used to be. A ballpark where the field was warm and green.
6: <laughs>
4: Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I thought it was going to be
3: the core of it, ballpark
6: here.
4: There used to be a ball. Later, he says there used to be a ballpark here. Amongst many emotions, that was it, I saw in some sort of baseball show many years ago in the mid '80s. They they played that song by Old Blue Eyes and had video accompaniment that yeah. showed. Ballparks being, you know, the wrecking ball coming into Ebbets Field and into the polo grounds. While that song, there used to be a ballpark right here, played. Today, John, and we have open phones now. We're hoping to hear from you now, early, often, throughout the show. We're going to be visiting with Tim Ewis, Angie Machado, Carl Mazdom. From their perspective, Tim was right there with his boys, and I talked to him. Uh, we were within just a few feet of each other as it was happening. He shared some memories as a player in the stands with Troy Palomalo and his dad for games. I mean, we'll get to to Tim and his thoughts. Angie from Beaver Blitz, Carl Masdum, who has been taking photographs and has an amazing set of sequence photographs. Now, I know video's all the thing, but the photographs that capture the yeah. moments, too. Carl's got a lot of stuff. Whether it's all posted now, I don't know, but he was right next... To Scott Barnes, I saw him when him Scott the video. pushed the button. Did you see any of the video? I've seen a lot of it, yes. Okay. And I like, I, I'm sure there are many packages of videos put together by various, you might even say, well, here's the best one I've seen. But yeah. I will say Fox 12. If you go to Fox 12, Reser Implosion, they have a nice... Uh, They edited the various views and angles and sounds and all of that together well. So Fox 12, we hope to talk to KZI later. There was a reporter, and Paul yesterday said KZI is going to show it live on over-the-air television. Uh, I saw one of the reporters met her. She was interviewing a lot of person-on-the-street-type interviews. There was a huge crowd gathering even in the rain and the wind and the cold this morning I would say huge by the standards of that time of day and the weather five upwards of 500 people that's was estimated amazing. by Ron Callan, by Steve Clark and others gathering on Western and in the parking lot at the Hilton Garden Inn did it you was get a any little media than that? tent no that's the closest we got hmm. Scott Barnes was in a little tent if you imagine the uh, the command center as it was called yeah it would be the southwest part of the parking lot bordering Western, just off of Western, Yeah, and the marquee uh, behind the video board, just if you're going west on Western, kind of at an angle not directly behind it, but a little bit further west behind the scoreboard at the edge of that parking lot next to Western Boulevard with the apartment complex right across the street. Those apartment complexes were uh, temporarily evacuated. Uh Uh-huh. And
6: so, so breakfast for them, I heard. Ron yeah, Callum.
4: breakfast provided at the Hilton Garden Inn. When I walked into the Hilton Garden Inn after parking there a little, you know, before 7, 10 to 7 or so this morning, I was wondering, oh, there are multitudes in here and they're having <laughs> breakfast. And honestly, I thought, wow, yeah. good business for the Hilton Garden Inn. And it was. And a lot of people were there taking advantage of the free breakfast being offered a little bit like the whole Paul Newman uh, down in uh, the t- in Solette saying, "Hey, look this uh, this shooting that we're doing here along the river. It's in interfering with your lives for the rest of the shoot." For sometimes a great notion, Paul yelled to the local fisher people, fishermen on the bank. The, the beer is on me at uh,
6: at the tavern in in Solette's. That's a great story. And and this what happened today, just along yep. those lines. Uh, we need you to get out of there. Yep. but we'll take come, care of you. We'll take care of you. Come over for breakfast.
4: So, how did how was it for you? Where were you? How did you hear it? We'd like to hear. You said, John, on the Clue Morning Update, you were getting texts on the University Honda text line. Give us some of those texts and people who were reporting in at roughly seven fifty-five when the implosion began.
6: People were watching it on the uh, on the stream. They were also also listening to me, but mm-hmm. I heard reports of. People hearing the the explosion implosion and feeling a little bit of it as far away as tangent, mm-hmm. which is over here, basically down the road from where we are. That's ten miles away from the stadium, and even Halsey. So that's pretty impressive. Yes, I was in studio uh, listening to doing, on, stuff, doing headphones headphones a show, on, so I didn't hear the natural sound if there was or feel any kind of any kind of concussion. But it was a lot of fun. They had a camera. Right on, Scott Barnes and the command folks, basically the camera was right next to a, a pickup truck with the tailgate down, and they had like this yellow toolbox kind of thing. And the guy went through and explained to Scott, all right, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and da 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 Now, on my show, as I was calling play-by-play of it all, I, I uh, put out there, I thought, you know, I, I wonder if this is real or if it's celebratory. You saw, you got your answer. Uh, the answer was it was real. Yes. But someone wrote in saying, no, no, it's, it's uh, just for ceremony. I'm like, no, because so. the guy went through it with him, and you could hear him because I potted it up. You mm-hmm. could hear him, and he was saying, okay, now when this happens, you're going to do this, and this is what this means, and da-da-da. And Carl Mazin was right there on the yeah. other side of the pickup truck getting, like, photographs no, just that, I away. believe it
4: was real. I, that wasn't symbolic no, or ceremonial.
6: Wasn't. He activated the implosion. As soon as he hit, yeah. And, um... You could tell, too, that it was there was a little bit of staging there for a future video from Oregon State because he did all that and stood there and watched. Okay, Then they started to count down, and the one guy, did you hear him yelling,
3: five, four? Yeah,
6: that was in, with quite a yeah. foghorn-type voice. Yeah, like he's done
4: that, that before. That's his job, and he yells his yeah. lungs out.
6: So Scott then uh, appears with about one second left, and then someone says, like, like it was scripted, Let's do it, because that's the rallying cry now Mm -hmm. from Jonathan in the locker room. Let's do it, or let's go, or whatever that is. Scott repeated that and hit the button. So that'll be perfect for a future video. And I just have to say, too, that Jeff Peterson and others within the Oregon State uh, Operations Center when it comes to video, putting this all together. Did a great job. Unbelievable. They had four or five different angles. As soon as it was done... They had it already edited to show a little montage of the explosion from each of those four angles, one right after another. The cameras were perfect as far as the the viewpoints. They did a great job, and they ran the video over and over again on a loop whenever there was time to stretch because it was originally going to be around 38, 42. It came down to 755, I think. About then, yeah. So they had time to fill, and they did a great job. Either showing live with audio, the cameras at the command center, where that that button was on the tailgate of the truck, and uh, when it dragged a little, they would play some of the loop that you see when they put together the whole make a new side deal, where you see the old uh, you know the the old stadium being built and dug out and all that from the black and white or whatever mm-hmm. the nineteen fifty stuff. And the mock-up of the 3D animated avatar people in what will be the new side. Really cool. So if anybody wants to see what it will look like, there's real good shots of this this mock-up drawing of the things that Scott told us on the Beaver Sports podcast that we did with him. In particular, this living room style box that isn't necessarily with glass or anything, but it's your own square with really comfortable chairs and TV and service. There's a lot. To to talk about, I hope from your
4: perspective, were you part of the live eyewitnesses? Did you go down, take your kids down? As I said to you on the Clue Morning Update, this is a family affair. Some Tim brought his young boys. Yeah, and I saw other families riding their bicycles up. As I kind of did a quick, a cursory glance around Western uh, Boulevard and the uh, the big crowd that had gathered, a lot of families, young people, understanding in a sense. The historic moment that this was in the history of Oregon State Athletics. So, and the community, really, yeah, too. It's yeah. a community event. And just visiting with people and finding out various reactions in South Corvallis. I feared this, and I shared it with you. I said, I see a family coming up here with their dog. Yeah. Saw a couple of families with dogs, but one right in front of me. Ah, uh, we'll have open phones for your reaction, where you were, how it felt. Were you part of the eyewitness? Did you hear it? Did you feel it? Was it surprising and unexpected? were you somewhat oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that much of a of an actual almost physical literal impact, a jolt to the chest. Uh, oh wow, that was loud. Whatever. Whatever the nature of your reaction was, how you watched it, and just, you know, what it meant for you in the moment, I will tell you, John. I was video video using my phone to mm-hmm. to video it. it. Didn't you know? It's not as good as the, what Jeff Peterson and company. No, came but up it's your with. own. But it's my own. But I I I went back. I mean, I was. Oh, it was louder it felt than like I thought. It, it would hit me in the chest. My chest. I kind of fell back. A little concussion. And I'm glad I. Just, there were people going around offering earplugs, mm-hmm. and recommending the use of them. And at first, ah, I kind of want to take it all in. Now. I'm mm-hmm. glad I did. Mm-hmm. It was loud. How did the dog do? Well, my own dog in South Corvallis, as soon as it happened, went running into our bedroom, just like, what's going on? Yeah. And my one of my daughters said it woke her up. Mm. She had to work, I think, at 9.30, and she was still sleeping, good for her, around 7.55, and she just, what was that? Yeah, it heard it. It woke her up. Yeah, in South Corvall as Well, and she doesn't live in South Corvallis. I mean, she lives over near Fred oh. Meyer. But what I'm just asking is, what was it like for you? And what kind of noises, sounds, impact? Was there even a twinge of emotion? And for me, that was almost the surprising part. I saw that that uh, press box mm-hmm. inside go, the roof go backwards, and as it did, I almost just a spontaneous tear. Uh, oh. It's gone. It was weird. That's gone. It's gone. And it's meant a lot to a lot of people. So whatever your level of reaction, we covet hearing from you, reading from you on the University Honda text line, what reports you're getting the furthest away it may have been heard. I mean, I've told you about it. It impacted me like Mount St. Helens in that. I heard it in Eugene in church on a Sunday morning at 832, May 18th of 80. I'm not sure how many miles. Eugene is from St. Helen's, but we the windows rattled. That's amazing. And so I'm just wondering if you had any kind of anything to report along those lines or heard from family and friends at Kiger Island or elsewhere? This is how it felt and sounded. 4975356 and did it bring back? I know we touched on this before, but certain memories as that thing came quickly. Walling backwards, which took people by surprise, too, John. Knows, Myself, too. We thought, I thought, most of us thought it was just going to kind of come crumbling straight down to go backwards. Scott Barnes even told me he had to turn and ask, was it supposed to do that? <laughs> what was you the know, answer? Did I push the button wrong? Yes, that was pl- planned out, played out exactly as intended. Perfectly. I wonder
6: I wonder if that's because, and we have audio, because afterward they did a, a press conference, so we have audio with... Steve Hatch, the uh, CFO of daikon blasting, mm-hmm. he may say this or get asked this, but but was it because of making sure it didn't fall forward and ruin the field?
4: oh yeah, and the field was covered just in case but yeah. certainly you wanted well, to impact. go backwards yeah. into
6: the into the lot as opposed to forward on right the field. right because you know implosion and all that you mm-hmm. think that the columns are going to be blasted and that it would fall straight down that's what i thought So i was a little surprised
4: to see it do what it did whatever your reaction was let's get to it. we're going to take a quick break is that paul or dave paul paul okay i know it's one of the it has to be one of the other it's paul paul you did get in first and we're going to take a break but we you got to uh, wait through it if you don't mind sir and we'll come back we hope to hear from more of you today we've got some local members of beaver nation our community, we'd love to hear from you if you watched it from afar and you're listening now to the live stream, how you were impacted by it. Literally, could you feel it if you watched it in person? And what did you make of a, a memorable day in our community? Four nine We'll take a quick break, get to your calls and texts and special guests coming up during the course of the day on 1240 Joe Radio.
7: Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-752. Five eight eight two four five Edward Jones, number
8: SIPC. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eaves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team,
9: always putting you first. Save money on everything the country needs at your Northwest-owned and operated Coastal.
10: Coastal Farm and Ranch, we just what the country needs.
9: It's cold and wet outside, but Coastal has what you need to stay warm and dry, whether you're at work, doing chores, or simply hanging out at home. Save big right now, including 40% off select outerwear and fall apparel for the whole family. Plus save 25% on all toys in stock, excluding battery-operated right on toys. Check out the sales flyer at coastalcountry.com and on the flip app. Shop in-store or online at coastalcountry.com with in-store or curbside pickups or have it shipped. It's all at your Northwest-owned and operated Coastal. Coastal Farm in Red just what the country needs. Locally in Albany,
11: Salem, and Corvallis. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, playmats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Downtown Corvallis. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun.
7: If you are a veteran and live in Linn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Linn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Linn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Linn County, call 541-926-3882 and thank you for serving your country. Linn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans.
6: Well it may have been small, Michael, but it was our local implosion. Yes. That's why that's why it was such a big deal.
4: A very big deal, and we want to hear from you on it. Tim Ewis, who was there with his sons, David and Timmy, will join us here in a few minutes. Would love to hear from you at four nine seven fifty three fifty-six. Either the downward dog phone line or the University Honda Text line. So let's go to uh Paul and get his thoughts. And then Scott is on deck. Paul. Good morning. Thanks for the call. Welcome to the Joe Beaver show.
12: Oh, good morning guys. I don't know, John, if you remember saying this, but it was kind of funny when you said it, you said, I wonder if they meant that to go towards the field or if they meant it to go away from the field.
4: Well, as we just Uh, talked about, I mean, I don't know if you certainly meant it to go backwards. No,
6: no, 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 no. I don't know what the words that came out of my mouth was, but I was posing the question this morning, just as we posed it here, that it went backwards. But I was thinking it was going to go straight down. And I wonder if they meant it to go backwards so that it wouldn't go towards the field, because if it went towards the field, it would ruin the field just from the impact, you know. Jamming in the, oh. the weight of it into the field, even though the field was covered, that wouldn't have mattered. Oh, uh, you know, and I,
12: I've i been thinking about it ever since they heard about the implosion, and it's not, I, you know, that's kind of a misnomer. It wasn't really an implosion. All they had to do was to explode the big uh, pipe supports, you know, the steel supports on the back end, and of yeah. course it's just going to fall over backwards. Yeah. Because there's, there's no way you can break those huge supports up. To get it to come straight down,
10: mm-hmm.
12: but no. And I, I live at what just just south of uh, Walnut Boulevard, and we didn't hear anything here. Huh. Okay. I mean, there, there was no. I mean, there's too many houses in between. You know, there's yeah. too many things to absorb the sound. So, and I don't. I find it hard to believe that somebody in, in, tangent. And what was the other place you said? Halsey. Halsey in tangent. Halsey, Halsey, that's 30 miles
4: away and the way sound waves go i've i've heard reports of mount st helens of people who were very close to it did not hear a thing i don't know how that all works and yet you heard it in Eugene, and I, but heard and felt it in eugene yeah so i mean there, there's some phenomena involved there uh, Paul, that i don't fully understand but so that's not necessarily surprising in its own right and and and,
12: and they, that was that, to me that seemed like a pretty easy deal because there's a huge berm where the uh the old bleachers used to be, you know, mm-hmm. down close to the field. Yeah. And then everything fell behind that, that uh, you know, behind that berm. So I, I would think that absolutely nothing went towards the field at all. No, it didn't. And they you all could see out towards those containers they had back, sitting back by the creek. You could see, too, Paul,
6: you could see, it was kind of cool, the blast line. Because when they show it over and over again, you could see the lights go off from the blast. And it was Ooh. clearly a line that they put... Um, at the top of that berm, because after everything fell, the tunnels remain.
12: Right, right, yeah. They just, everything came down above where the storage areas were under the stadium. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Thank you, Paul. We're going to get to some others. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Scott is up next. We're getting a lot of good texts in, and and while there seems to be now a sense, and even in the text line and from Paul, the, well, of course it was going to go backwards and designed to go back, all I'm saying is, Scott Barnes himself turned and said, was it supposed to do that? Yeah. So he didn't know. And none of us who watched it live, everybody was looking. Did you expect, we thought it was kind of good. Now that's because we don't know anything. I get that. For those of you who are texting now and say, well, it was designed to do that. You ought to know. Well, yeah, we probably ought to know that. But I'm telling you, the man himself who pushed the button turned and said, was it supposed to happen (laughs) that way? Was it supposed to go backwards? So he didn't even know. Now, a lot of you are saying, well, it's so you can be in a flat space in the parking lot and the heavy equipment can go in and start digging things up. Yeah, that all makes sense now, sort of after the fact. All I'm reporting is, in the moment, many of us were surprised by it, including (laughs)
6: Scott Barnes himself. (laughs) If you weren't good for you. I guess all the blasting experts that come come out of the woodwork and say, wow, wow, this is where we talk about. No, I know. Oh, good, you're an expert on everything. Yeah, and and what you should have
4: shared your wisdom with Scott earlier. Let's go to... uh, Scott, the uh, the other Scott on twelve forty Joe Radio. Hey, Scott.
12: Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, this is Scott and Tiger. I yes. just wanted to call in you to ask about some memories about that side of the stadium. And I was the sports editor for the student newspaper from about ninety one to ninety three. So I go back to the days when this was the new side of the stadium. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. But yeah, it. Uh, a lot of great memories. First of all, it was always such a privilege just to get to ride up that elevator, knowing that you'd be dry all game when everybody else was likely getting wet. outside. <laughs> I think, uh, I rode up, a, you know, at least a time or two with Steve priest. So and that was always interesting. Kind of gave me chills the first time
10: mm-hmm.
12: and, uh, usually sat next to Mike Barrett. And yeah, at some point, just before kickoff, Hal Cowan would, you know, kind of give a yell out to remind everybody: no cheering in the press box. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you know, just as a young uh, student, you know, kind of getting his uh, toes wet, you know, just to see it, be around Dwight James and all the other legends. You know, it mm-hmm. was. uh, Quite an experience, and I missed those days. I'll always remember them, but, you know, today was definitely necessary for the future of Beaver football. I think, you know, today is a good day.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. And there, whatever nostalgic twinges and sentiments we may have, I think we're all in agreement on that point, Scott. Thank you for sharing that, buddy. We really appreciate it. Good to hear from
6: you. Tom Water.
4: Let's go to Dave before we break and come back with Tim. You a quick text to mix in along the way, though. Uh, uh, we get a texter saying, I am less than two miles from the stadium, felt nothing in my kitchen, barely heard it. If I hadn't been expecting it, I might not have noticed. My children, both OSU grads, no longer live here. But if they were school age, I certainly would have gone in person with them. And it's not so much you don't want it to fall on the field, this texter says. It's that you want it in the parking lot where the rubble is easy, uh, easier to sort and remove with the heavy equipment. That no. all makes sense now. I'm just saying it's a little... We were some of us, including Scott Barnes himself and others,
6: have said, "Ooh, it was it supposed to fall backward like instead that. of it go straight down? Instead of we're, just crumble down, it went down. straight down. It yeah. still would have been near the parking lot and all that." Um, right after that, texter really interesting. So you go from I'm less than two miles away and didn't hear anything. The next texter, I heard it near Lebanon, north mm-hmm. of the hospital, was watching it on Fox Twelve live and heard it go boom. I wonder how many seconds later. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, a lot of calls and texts about
4: delayed. Yeah. Let's go to Dave. I don't, Dave. Did you watch this phenomenon?
13: Not live, but I, I watched the uh, videotape because I was at church this morning about when that happened. Mm-hmm. And I just have a, a few quick hits. Uh, these things never get old. Uh, I mean, the three, two other demolitions that I've uh, had an unusual interest in—the Ruston smokestack in Tacoma, where I worked for 25 years. Uh, not in Ruston, but uh, but uh, Tacoma nearby. Of course, the Kingdome famously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this morning, I, wh- it, it amused me. And a couple things kind of uh, uh, tweaked my sense of humor. The constant use of the word go-code. <laughs> 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 it's, of course, <laughs> this re- resonant from my favorite movie, Dr. Strangelove. So there's all that reference to the run-up <laughs> to go-code. Right. It looked as if, in fact, going back to Chris's comment yesterday, Mike, I swear that dynamite was set in the women's room on the <laughs> south hey,
4: end. <laughs> it may have been. Chris may have gotten her wish. It yeah. may have been. That yeah, may have been I I where it started. She got
13: her wish. Yeah. Chris, and I don't, want, I don't want to be snarky, but I think they had the wrong guy push the buttons. They should have had Gary Anderson do <laughs> <to> it.
10: Uh, <laughs> Okay,
4: you don't want to be snarky, but you've been rather snarky without one. (laughs) What else, Dave? Before we let you go, what else you got?
13: Reese Davis was on Mad Dog Russo yesterday, and the most the most probative thing he had to say, he says, "I now think it's not a good idea. There's there's nothing to be gained from expanding the college football playoff, or words to that effect." Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I that of course prompted me to call in. I recycled some comments I already shared on the Joe Beaver show. You guys always get my first and best work. I just want you to know that Mad Dog gets uh, second, second dibs. But uh, the main point I made, uh, yes, all the, we can blame it all on ABC. They've dismanaged postseason college football. But we should be thankful that Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12 because that, put a, that caused everyone to stop and reassess where do we really want to go with college football. But anyway, sound waves do skip. One last thought. We live 60 miles as the crows flies from Mount St. Helens. Never heard a thing that morning but you and Eugene and our friends or other people we know up in British Columbia did. So uh, who knows what the physics of that? Yeah,
4: I don't understand it, certainly. Dave, great to hear from you again. Thank you. Let's take a quick break. 183 miles. Is that St. Helens to Eugene? Yeah. Yeah. When we didn't hear it loudly. We didn't hear but we the rattle, the rattle of yeah. the room, 183 miles away. Let's take a break. Tim Ewis was there with his boys this morning, and he was waxing somewhat nostalgic about watching a game from that side of the stadium with none other than Troy Polamalo when they were both still in high school. Whoa. So that and more next on 1240 Joe Radio.
3: So the wife rolls into the living room. Honey, you need to get off of the couch and get busy on that list of projects I have for you. And I says to her, but I don't have all the equipment. Oh, she rattles off. That's no excuse. You can rent all the tools and equipment you need from Philo with Rental. And since they're open seven days a week, you can go out there today. All right already. Darn you, Philomath Rental. Philomath
7: Rental, behind Landmark Realty, one and a half miles west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for farm, home, and business.
11: Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, playmats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards 114 Southwest 3rd downtown Corvallis. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun.
2: Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? If one of your New Year's resolutions is to get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. They invite you to stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff at Corvallis Floor Covering thanks you for your continued support over the last 34 years and looks forward to working with you in 2022. For more information, log on to Corvallis Floor Covering. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, and go be
8: independent auto works has been servicing and repairing volkswagens for over 50 years they are experts on jettas passants nuno beetles golfs pdi's your vans and vanagans and they work on most other makes and models too they're on 13th street near the ocean campus in corvallis independent auto works the guys you can trust
0: your satisfaction is our success independent auto works
6: Middleton Heating has kept Mid-Valley residents comfortable for over 72 years. Middleton can service, repair, or replace all types of brands of heating and cooling equipment. Plus, they offer financing options on new equipment and also participate in state and federal incentive programs. If your heating unit is giving you trouble, if you have kitchen or dryer venting needs, or if you're just looking for some sheet metal, call Middleton Heating today. You can count on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Find them online at middletonheating.net.
11: Philomath, Oregon, 2002. A couple brothers had an idea to bring better internet access to rural parts of the Willamette Valley, an internet that meets your needs. We get it because we live here. If you're learning or working from home or keeping up with changes in the field, we are here to keep you connected to your world.
2: Alirica High-Speed Rural Internet. Plans starting at $49.99. Call Alirica today. Online at alirica.net. Alirica, the friendlier internet.
4: Oh, Continuing on the Joe Beaver Show, thank you for the text, and we've got a good number of them that we plan on getting to as the day goes along. I just got a very disturbing text from our good friend Steve Fink, who spent a lot of his life in that yeah. on that old side and in that press box. And here's what Steve said. Hope they kept those radio booth windows. The new ones won't open. Now, I immediately texted back to Doc Steve Fink. Are you just messing with me? Or do you know that to be true, that the new ones won't open? Steve, I need to hear back from you. Because if you tell me they won't open, I'm saying there's time. There's time. <laughs> they haven't put them up yet. Yeah, It's not done yet.
6: And so well, I'll call that, a halt to it. That, I will. That's why I asked. Uh, Scott Barnes about and Sarah Elcano about Ex- not experts. experts but people who work in
4: those various yes, fields saying what do you need yeah what do you what do you prefer now, oh he- and
6: he just wrote back I'm
4: joking with five exclamation oh. marks just messing with he you was, I feel like Ben Stiller with Mary I thought we just had, thought we just got caught up on old times and didn't we just do that one of the
6: hardest <laughs> things ever for a person to hear I'm just messing with you. You were played like a fiddle. I was, but Steve, thank I was, you. I was right there too. I but I'm gonna, I I'm like gonna that. come. I'm gonna make sure before that <laughs> time of reckoning. Two things: they open, and uh, they open, and you're, there's no big giant beam right for the in, the window front, of in front of you. <laughs> Tim Ewis, it was such a
4: surprising, a pleasant surprise, Tim not that you would come to it, but there you were walking down the middle of the street with your two sons this morning on 26th. And I felt, oh my gosh, you look good in your suit. Your boys were with you, Tim. It was quite a moment, wasn't it?
12: You know, it really was. And, uh, just, I, I was shocked. I think all of us sitting there didn't know exactly how are standing there, did not know exactly how it was going to go down. And, and, you know, they kind of gave us that like 30 second warning, but nobody was really keeping track and mm-hmm. a lot of people looking at it and holding their phones up. And then all of a sudden this huge boom and it starts falling backwards and everybody's hoping like, is I hope that's where it's <laughs> supposed to go. but Nobody really gave us like a playbook here. No. And, and, uh, you know, a few people like my son, David had his, one of the phones that he was recording it on and he almost dropped it just because it was so jarring and, mm-hmm. and, and shaking. And like, I, when I saw you, like my, my hands were still shaking. It shot yes. adrenaline through me. So it was, it was pretty cool to see and be a part of. And, you know, I'm excited for the next phase of, of uh research stadium and having been part of the first one to kind of be part of the second one. Now I'm, I'm really excited. And I, I don't know. I, What was your total reaction? You have a lot of memories there,
4: Mike. I do, and so do you. And yours are the ones that I look for. You shared one with me that we've probably talked about before, but you and Troy Polamalo together. We'll get to that in a moment. But one other thing, Tim. Yes, I, too, was taken aback, jolted by the loudness, but also, too, the lead-up to it, which we haven't talked about much. We were in the area where the the fire the fire engines were you know they were blowing their horns be, prior to it as kind of a warning something's coming i thought that added to the whole dimension for the people that were eyewitnesses right there on the corner of 26th and western i thought it was kind of cool almost jarring though too to hear all those sirens just ahead of the boom
12: yeah all the sirens going off and i think that was kind of the all clear signal almost from kind of the different viewing spots to, to say, yep, we're all clear here. People are out of the street. We're good to go. And, and then you kind of heard the siren by us go. And then the one further up, maybe towards Dixon and then went over maybe by the tennis courts and then over by the vet school. And my dad is sitting here with us. And he was, he was with my little brother came into flew into town for my dad's 70th birthday. And so they were over at the tennis courts watching. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, that, that, you could the sirens start going off, and you kind of sat there saying, "Like, well, uh, are they calling the thing off? Is there somebody still in there? What is <laughs> happening?" But I think it was more of the "Let's let's move forward. What's all clear here?" And so that that was my takeaway yeah it was part
6: of it it's not every day you, you have an implosion in your town so <laughs> we, it's not like we know how the whole thing works we do now i like the guy at the end who was doing the countdown um were you surprised at how many people were there I, just hearing that number I, i'm kind of surprised
12: yeah i mean the, the whole western you know side the southern side of western wrapping all the way around the Hilton mm-hmm. was four or five people deep and i kind of lifted david up onto one of the light posts so he could get a good view because it, you know, it was a pretty good solid crowd there um so I, what was it like over at the tennis courts there was a lot of people it was full and i'd say a couple probably two or three hundred people. Oh my gosh
4: this is paul you was talking tim's dad uh paul hey doing, Mike? hey doing well paul yeah tell us a little bit about your own tim was sharing with me that he knew this was a kind of a sentimental moment for you. What was it like for you, Paul, to watch that thing come tumbling down, fall backwards
12: down? Well, it was very interesting. I was Jeffrey flew in from Texas last night and surprised me for my birthday, and so we were. Uh, we decided we'd come out and watch it, and I took a picture right before the uh, explosion, probably a minute of the stadium. And then I had my camera up, ready to shoot again, when it started falling, and the explosion scared the living mm-hmm. out of me, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even push the button, so I didn't get any shots of it. Jeffrey got some pictures of it; it kind of scared him too. But anyway, he got he got some uh, video of it. So, and then we went home and watched it on the on the uh, computer, and it was very impressive on the computer. People haven't seen it. What, what were your feelings? Because, I mean, you you were there for the Giant Killer Games. You were there for my games. What were your kind of thoughts watching it? Well, we sat over there for about six years when you were being recruited. We had tickets with you, of course, and then went to, what, five years of uh, football. And so we sat down there, and it was, it was interesting watching it go down. And I remember you talked about Troy Polamalu. I remember sitting by him when he was being recruited there. I wasn't really sure he was going to come there, but uh, it was fun getting to know him a little bit. And, and then I remember the sitting there with uh, Kenny Simonton scoring the touchdown in overtime uh, to beat the Yucky Ducks.
4: But. <laughs> hey, Tim, tell us a little bit about that. And, and Paul, thank you for sharing that. But you sure. told me that as you sat and looked across the way from that perspective, at the corner of 26th and Western you invoked sitting at a game with Troy. Tell us a little bit about that. What you remember
12: about it. Yeah. I mean, there was only a few games that I went to and sat on that side of the stadium as a recruit. I mean, the first one I went to was with BJ road. He was my high school quarterback and he had recruit tickets and we went and watched USC. And at that time I didn't really, it was not on my radar to be a college football player. Uh, you really, I want to be a basketball player. And mm-hmm. I just remember looking at like some of the guys at SC and thinking, these dudes are just huge. This is ridiculous. And that would have been circa 97 ish. And then watching UCLA there, uh, I think Kate McNown would have been the quarterback. Yeah.
10: 98,
12: mm-hmm. 98, maybe. Mm-hmm um Ainsworth was a receiver I remember he had a couple of big plays in that game but uh and then going there as a senior you know going uh with with Troy and some of the other in-state guys for the Civil war game
10: mm-hmm. and
12: being put up in the kind of the valley end up in restricted viewing seats up <laughs> behind a giant pillar <laughs> and, and uh and for that game and in sitting by Troy and, and then some, like I said, some of the other in-state guys and uh, quite an experience being all together and then going into the locker room afterwards. And again, I've, I've shared this one with you. My dad was there with me, but, you know, after the game, Coach Riley saying uh, my dad congratulated him and Troy and I were right there. And and he, he, my dad said, this is a great day to be a beaver. And Coach looks over and he said, and the only thing that would make it better is to get a commitment from the two of you. <laughs> it was just Coach Riley being Coach Riley. You know? ah, so.
6: Very smart. Good for him. He was,
12: pro- he was probably talking about Troy more than me at that point. Though.
6: Well, he got <laughs> you, know. you, and we're grateful. For you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, I don't know if your dad's still there, Paul. This is John. I'm curious, <laughs> is there also a sense from anybody out there, but from you too, of yeah, nostalgic is great, but good riddance because it was so old and functionless and and you know hard to get and it just just old. It needed to be upgraded. Is there a little bit of that in there too?
12: Well, the seats were hard. I remember that there was no backs on them, which wasn't real good. But I got one story for you. I sure. went to the. I I came up for the uh, the the uh, game with. OJ Simpson and USC when we beat him three to nothing. I happened to be there and my dad and my brother and I sat on that side about halfway up. And I remember distinctly governor McCall and Ronald Reagan in a cowboy hat walking right beside us up the stairs, mm. right up through the middle of those state, those stands mm. and heading up, I guess to, to maybe the press box or something. I don't know, but I, I think now i should have reached out and shook his hand but i didn't anyway (laughs) that was that was quite a quite a memory watching that game and winning three to nothing it was pretty spectacular
4: it's hard to beat that as a moment within the stadium tim i've got one i'm not sure where you were but i you know i'll be interested to know I mean, you're watching that amazing Civil War uh, 44-41 wins with Troy Palomalo and others. That has to stand out. I'll ask you what your favorite moment on the field was in a moment. But one of the things that occurred to me, and I don't want to lose this yet, one of the more interesting moments in the stadium for me was the game where Brandon Cooks is scoring a touchdown, I believe, against Cal and while he's catching the i think a, a slant from Mannion and taking it to the house in 12 Stanford was kicking a field goal down the road at the same moment to beat Oregon and the the crescendo and the rumble through the stadium was this growing thing hey Cooks has a chance to score Tell you he's on his way 40 35 30 Stanford just beat Oregon touchdown Beavers you know and it all came together in a moment Paul do you remember that at all
12: I do remember that.
9: Yep.
4: (laughs) That for me is one of those surreal, strange, you can't, you'll never duplicate a moment like that again kind of moment. And it came in that stadium with the great fans below on that old West Side. Tim, what about you for a moment as a Beaver player in that stadium?
12: I mean, probably senior day. I think, I mean, there's so many great moments and things that we did as a team in that era, obviously out the first winning season in a very long time and going to bowl games and, and all of those things, but playing in a stadium much like these guys will be playing in next year, a kind of a reduced capacity stadium. Um, but knowing what we had done as a team or as a group of teams over a four or five year period to set the stage for that new side to be built, and what that was going to mean for the university, and what that was going to mean um, for the athletic department and the program overall, um, to, to kind of go out there senior day and look around, and and at that point have a, a you know max capacity sellout of probably about thirty thousand people, and and just have everybody cheering, beating Stanford, having a couple touchdowns, very special game for me, mm-hmm. having my family there, um, but to know what the stage that was being set for Oregon state athletics and in the future of the program and, and kind of the path that, that Bob the careless got Oregon state on at that point. And, and, you know, he sent us all, and I still have it. He sent all the seniors that year, a, a very nice framed picture um, of the stadium, thank you, you. know, with a thank you for helping raise research mm-hmm. at that point. Nice. So, that's kind of a big memory I have. That's it's a great one. Part of that.
4: Your arc in that stadium—from watching a few games in the big Civil War win in '98 to experiencing the last game—in a sense, I mean, you in 2004, uh, you could see the stadium. We're going to talk to Angie Machado a little bit about that—the big pillars going up, but. You were still in a reduced-capacity stadium, but you saw, you played the last game in the old configuration. Hmm. That's really cool in its own right.
12: Yeah, and and I'll tell you, there's one thing no former player will miss. Running those stadiums and puking <laughs> off the, of the side or the <laughs> yeah. top or wherever <laughs> you were at, yeah. running those stadiums, they were very steep. Yes. And sometimes you had the weighted jackets on, and yep. I will never miss. No, ever again. That's a heck of a workout. You're probably going to be hard pressed to find a former player that would.
4: No, (laughs) no, you're right. I've heard that from many. uh, Back in good old days, I would attack those too. And you're right, those I'll never forget. I mean, that's tough. You get to the top and you do all all of them within that side. You're (laughs) You're hurting a little bit, but it also gave you a sense of accomplishment. I hope the new stadium will allow at least coaches to send you, send the guys up somewhere to get a good workout. <laughs> yep. Hey, yep.
12: Tim? You, know, that's, you have to have those stadiums yeah. somewhere just to build a little grit.
4: Hey, were your, were your sons, you said, was it David who had the phone and almost dropped it? Were they at all jolted or scared or jarred by, by the event this morning? <laughs>
12: I don't think they were scared by it, but I think just like everybody, they were kind of shocked by it. And, and you know, David said, I think, to one of the reporters out of Eugene, he goes, I will never forget that in my life. Right. And, uh, and I, I think that's probably a pretty accurate statement. So,
4: Great talking to you, Tim. And, Paul, Paul, happy birthday to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, and have Thank a great so rest of the day. Thanks for taking time to share some of those Precious thoughts with us. We appreciate it, guys. Good to hear from you. Go Beavs. We'll talk again soon. Tim and Paul
6: U.S. together on this memorable day. Tim's right about, uh, I, I was thinking about that earlier, the the sloping straight up oh. was perfectly built for running stairs. Oh, yeah. Now in modern-day stadiums and arenas, he can't really do it's that because they're as, broken no. up. Dominic, Dominic, if you, <laughs> Dominic said he, that's where we
4: first met. We were running, research stairs together. I, what exactly year that was, I don't know. I used to make it a goal to run every stair in there, and if <laughs> I can do it, I, so those days are gone. The last couple hey. of years, I haven't been able to for different reasons, but for a lot of years, I understood what Timmy's talking oh, about. Yeah. Those are
6: tough. Just walking up those yeah. stairs as a regular fat person, it's, <laughs> it's tough. I remember filling in for Ron on the sideline about 10 years ago, and had to go from the field up to the press box yes. to do a segment. Tough. And I couldn't stop when I got up there <sighs> yeah. doing the breathing heavy thing. No, I know. It was
4: brutal. I know. Let's take a final break this hour. Would love to get more of your thoughts. Andrew Machado, Carl Mazdom, longtime uh, denizens of Reeser. And and Scott said, did he say this on the press box, yeah, on the press conference, John? He told me shortly after I ran into he and Dan Bartholomew, oh, Bartholomew, and, and we talked. An owl flying away. Did he talk about seeing the owl flying away it, as no. the stadium is falling? An owl he might is have flying gone. away. I, I don't know if that. that's been part of the press conference, but got out just in time. Well, 1240, he was warned. Show
8: radio. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eaves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first.
7: If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services, too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185 and get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team, and go beeves.
2: This is Katie Albin, letting you know that Albin's Plumbing is going underground. Oh, you'll still find us located on 9th Street in Corvallis, but we are also underground, as in underneath sidewalks, driveways, and patios. Using directional boring, Albin's can run your plumbing underground, avoiding the need for costly and messy concrete repair. Just give us a call.
1: At Albin's Plumbing,
2: Plumbing's
10: all we do. Call 754-8282. Alvin's Plumbing.
4: Let's get right back to the conversation. Shane has joined us on the Downward Dog phone line. Keep the text coming, and we'll get to as many as we can. We hope all of them in our next hour. Shane, good morning.
12: Good morning, fellas. How are you?
4: Good, thanks.
12: Good. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to... uh, putting my two cents worth on the, seeing the old the old side go mm-hmm. down this morning. What did you? Where
4: were you, first of all? Tell us about that experience and then just some of your thoughts okay. about it.
12: I was at home uh, with my mom. I used to work security for Oregon State uh, through Wayland. Mm-hmm. So I had many hours of uh, working in the old side and the new side. And uh, my first... Uh, Football game that I ever went to was with a good neighbor that I called Grandpa Harold in the Old Side Stadium. Mm-hmm. So I have my <laughs> have my roots in the Old Side. I would say.
4: Nice. Do you remember what year roughly, or how the game went uh, the first time you went to a game?
12: I do not. Okay. I was I was a very young kid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be turning uh, 30. Let's see. I'm 31 now, Okay. So and then this month I'll be turning 32. So, okay. I I don't I don't remember a whole lot from that from that era, but um, <laughs> there were some emotions, that's for sure.
4: Yeah. Hey, were were you and your mom? What part of town do you live in? And did
10: you
12: hear it? We live uh, by Winco Food uh, right. Foods in Corvallis. Okay. okay. Did you and, hear it? We heard the sirens. Um, I poked my head out um, because I was also watching the the live stream through uh, Oregon State. I'm like, huh, I'm going to go see if I can hear it. Mm -hmm. I heard the sirens. And then shortly after, I thought I heard a boom, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't really sure that I was hearing it from outside.
4: Right. I've heard people say, they thought, yeah. what is it, are we having a thunderstorm? I mean, I've had a couple of people say that to me, not yeah. knowing exactly what was coming.
12: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I'll just let you guys go. I just Thank you, uh, Shane. wanted to throw in my two cents worth.
4: Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for the call, and thanks for the text, too. I think Shane is a frequent texter yeah. on the University Honda text line. Great to hear from him. We appreciate you, Shane. <laughs> Thank you, and appreciate all of you who are listening, and maybe even taking time in our next hour to share some thoughts. We want to get uh, get to the text. There's a lot of, I can tell, some interesting ones. We just, we've been busy with calls and, and conversation. But if you can uh, send us a text, uh, we'll get to them uh, today and, and probably early into next week. If, if uh, you keep sending them, we'd love to get them on the air.
6: Big event for Corvallis. It is. It went by quick, and it was small, but it was a, it was cool.
4: And there was some cheering, to answer your question, John. There was some cheering in, from some of the people like this is ladies. symbolic of a new era coming yeah. forward. An hour to go right here. All set, please.
11: Here's the microphone. Is this thing on?
0: This is KEJO Corvallis.
1: Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And Q-I-D.
3: 1240 Joe Radio.
1: I'm Jim Chesko with Your Money Now. Stocks are closing out a volatile week with a mixed performance today. The Dow Jones Industrial is up a little more than 100 points. The S&P 500, though, is down 6, and the Nasdaq Composite has dropped 99. Shares of a couple of retailers are taking a hit amid analyst downgrades. Analysts at UBS downgraded Abercrombie & Fitch. They see growth slowing at the apparel chain. The stock down 3.6% in response. Meanwhile, shares of Chewy are sliding 8.3% after Piper Sandler or trimmed its rating predicting sales and margin headwinds for the pet supply retailer. U.S. oil prices fell modestly today but still gained about five percent for the week. Today February crude dipped 56 cents. Hollywood is mourning the loss of a trailblazing movie star Sidney Poitier whose films included The Defiant Ones, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, To Serve With Love, and In the Heat of the Night died at the age of 94. Poitier was the first black male to win an Oscar for Best Actor for 1963's Lilies of the Field. That's your money now. Why does Walgreens offer copays as low as $0 and 90-day refills? Because we care about Medicare, so you don't have to. I mean, do you really care to hear me go on about same-day prescription delivery making your life easier? Or how there's a pharmacy expert available 24-7 and one-click refills? Well, I just did anyways. Fill your Medicare prescriptions with Walgreens and save. $0
2: $0 copays
5: apply to Tier 1 generic drugs and select plans with Walgreens as a preferred pharmacy. Restrictions apply. See walgreens.com slash Medicare for complete details.
1: Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure. Be accurate with Exergen.
7: If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services, too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go beeves.
2: This is Katie Albin, letting you know that Albin's Plumbing is going underground. Oh, you'll still find us located on 9th Street in Corvallis, but we are also underground. As in underneath sidewalks, driveways, and patios. Using directional boring, Albin's can run your plumbing underground, avoiding the need for costly and messy concrete repair. Just give us a
6: call. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do.
0: I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, here with another Golf Minute to help take the fluff out of your game. Sometimes you might think you've gotten lucky when you find your ball sitting up in the rough. Beware, this can be dangerous if you're hitting a utility wood. These smaller headed clubs can slide right under the ball, especially if you make a steep swing. When you encounter such a fluffy lie, you can still use a utility wood, you just need to adjust your setup and swing. Here's what to do Position the ball opposite your front heel with your weight evenly divided. Now, here's the trick hover the club head slightly above the ground. Do not, repeat, do not press it into the grass. Make a wide takeaway with the shaft and your left arm staying long as your left shoulder turns. On your downswing, just think of sweeping the ball off the top of the rough. So remember, when faced with a fluffy lie in the rough, hover the club above the ground and skim the ball off the top. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers.
2: I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's, who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette party. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Only Wendy serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery?
10: Wendy's Breakfast
1: so don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Hello, are you ready? Are you ready? It's ready. Yes.
3: Yes, it's ready.
7: The Joe Beaver Show is on the air. Are you ready?
0: Just like Donald Trump, my toe, Man. I hope... You're
11: ready, brother.
3: Are
8: you ready?
0: Yes, I'm ready, Woodrow. You ready? was born ready. Ready? No, i no, ready. No, 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 no. Play. Ready. was born ready. All, all means ready, John. John and Mike are ready with all manner of meaningful dialogue, email, bits and bytes, tweets and texts.
1: Well, I see you take care of both sides of the conversation. Right? For the thousands in attendance,
0: And the millions watching around the world.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Joe Beaver Show. There's never been anything like this. your greatest creation. Genius, work of genius. And there they
4: go. And here we go into the second hour. Angie Machado will join us in about 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, Carl Mazdom just getting some perspectives as we did from Tim and Paul. Really appreciated uh, Tim and Paul U.S.'s thoughts. Paul seen Governor McCall and Reagan walking up the stairs
6: that are no more. Yeah, that's a we've talked about that. That's a great memory though for him to have be right there. Right. David is on the Downward Dog phone line. If
4: you'd like to call us with your thoughts, where you were this morning, just some of the things that went through your mind as you heard it, saw it, as it fell. Feel free to join us, David. Thanks for the call. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show.
13: Well, thanks a lot, Doc. I feel welcome, and I uh, appreciate you having me on the air. The, uh, yeah, last night, you know, as I as I was getting ready for bed, I, I kind of had my mind made up. No, you know, I, I don't think I need to go and see it in person. You know, the live stream will be there, and, and that'll be good enough. But uh, I woke up this morning, and I had a sense about me that, you know, the the enormity of 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 what was going to take place, not just from a, you know, like a, a, a tangible standpoint, right. The enormity of the, the old side, you know, coming down, but also uh, the historical enormity of it. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've looked at, you know, video of the kingdom getting imploded or, you know, things like that. And I could just tell that, um, you know, this is something that uh, is worth uh, heading down there for. And so, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really glad that I that I made the trip down there. Uh, I was just north of the crossrail practice fields uh, near the train tracks, so I had a pretty good view of it, and uh, um, it did not disappoint. I'm very glad I went. Um, it was unlike anything I've I've ever seen in my life.
6: David, was there a crowd where you were standing?
13: Uh, yeah, yeah, there was John. Um, pretty a pretty good amount, which uh, even that was a surprise to me. As I was pulling up, I was pleased to see that there was this many people uh you know this many members of beaver nation that came out um that had the same idea i did um but yeah lots of uh lots of i think i think maybe they were students because they were in their pajamas just rolling out of the (laughs) dorm rooms and also um you know plenty of plenty of other people uh you know kind of on their way to work and uh you know with their cups of coffee but um but it was really great
4: and david did the sound paul was over on the tennis courts it sounds like on that same side that you were did did the sound jolt you a little bit
13: oh yeah absolutely it was really um you could even feel it mm-hmm. um the like the 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 force of the blast you know it kind of hit me in my stomach yes and i uh i thought like oh wow you know this uh, this is amazing this this amazing uh you know iconic uh, structure uh, falling down. It was like, it was the, the type of thing you would only see in like a movie, but it, but it was happening right in front of me. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, I heard you, I heard you ask the U.S. is about, you know, was there any sense of like a good riddance? And, um, while I, while I admit that, uh, this is a, uh, you know, progress, you know, for the football team and, and even for, for the other uh, auxiliary uses that mm-hmm. the new side will have, of course, that's a good thing. But um, I have to admit that I'm sad to see the old side go, um, you know, the same way, you know, for the same reason I would hope that they never tear down Gill Coliseum. Um, you know, that piece of history and that nostalgia, that was something that I, that I certainly felt this morning. And, um, you know, that's, just, that's uh, my own take on that. David, really nice
4: to hear. From yeah. Thanks, thanks for thanks the for call. Calling. And I'm glad you, you went with your instincts and got down there to see it. You had the opportunity to, and glad you did. Thanks, David. Really appreciate your Absolutely. call.
13: Absolutely. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. I hope you have a great day.
4: Thank yeah, you too. It's a great call yeah, right really there. And call. I'm wondering if any of, if any others in our midst, kind of, eh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really early I, in the I morning. I probably would have. If let's I wasn't go. Working.
6: Yeah. I know you would have been yeah. there, but you're on the air doing your job. I like too that he described the situation. I know Paul was up there, but I I wasn't thinking anything when Paul was talking. So David's. Gives me a visual that I hadn't thought of, and that was the perspective of by the tracks. Yes. Looking at it from that, and you know, we've all been everywhere, so you can go, okay, I know exactly where he was mm. and what that would look like. Um, and they did a great job of all the different camera angles, so you saw it, but it, you know, you know, it's different to be there in person because we've been there so many times, driven, walked, ran, whatever it is
4: any of you would like to jump in with your thoughts, we're going to take some calls and texts, and Angie Machado will join us in a few minutes. She has a lot of memories within the stadium. Uh, we've talked to people who were there the, who saw the first game in 1953. That goes back a ways. In 1967, just 14 years later, the amazing 3 nothing win that Paul, and not only Paul Ewis but, John, everybody we've ever talked to. <laughs> even if they were born in in nineteen ninety seven they oh, yeah. all t- I was at that three nothing game
6: everybody was there
4: everybody was there but Paul brought a different twist to it with walking up the steps with governors McCall and yeah, Reagan I've not heard that before that's that's interesting too and interesting
6: he didn't know where they were going now we know the whole story he was well, going they were probably to- on
4: their way to the press box to visit right. with Bob Blackburn right and was Bob, that when Bob
6: was in a tuxedo? Bob in his
4: tux and and Bob, uh, you may wonder why I'm wearing and Ronald and, and Governor Reagan. Yeah, were well, you out on a toot last <laughs> night? <laughs> Always qu- quick with the line, the great communicator. Let's go to uh, <laughs> let's go to Dan on the Downward Dog phone line. Hello, Dan.
12: Afternoon, guys. I just tuned in so i'm not sure what i missed in the first hour but uh, i will tell you i was born in 53 so i have a little okay. opportunity for that place yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, i was right on the corner of 26th and western mm-hmm. over uh, just in front of the hilton and uh, i got there about quarter to seven and western was already blocked off so i parked down in the area behind the alumni center and uh, i had heard to the grapevine they weren't going to be enforcing citations for parking today. So it mm-hmm. uh, didn't worry me too much. But uh, it was a pretty good crowd there. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was uh, pretty exciting to be there and hear all the sirens going off. My wife watched it from home on TV, and she said they never heard any of that. Right, The only shot they had was from a helicopter, and you couldn't hear any of the lead-up uh, warnings and stuff going off. And then just being able to smell the, you know, the cordite. hmm <laughs> the cement dust in here and i took a picture i was walking afterwards i was walking down western across the street i looked up and you could just see the whole cloud of that stuff moving through the floodlights of the on the other side yes um, on the east side of the stadium and uh, yeah it was pretty impressive it's one of those things that any little kids down there today you know someday will be able to tell their grandkids or great grandkids it's you know, maybe when this thing is being to again in the future, that uh, they were there when the old one got done. So anyway, it was uh, it was worth getting up for. I'm and
6: glad you uh, did, Dan. I haven't posed this question yet. What do we call the new side? Is it now the new side, and then the new <laughs> side is now the old side? The new old.
12: that's a good question because that's how we always refer to it ourselves yeah the old side versus the new you know (laughs) i guess it's uh, now east
6: and west i I hope
12: i guess it'll probably just go back to east and west you know be a pretty good uh, explanation i'll share a little side story we were at a civil war game uh a couple years back six seven years ago and uh i went into the restroom we always sat on the on the west side we never got on the other side and it uh, was in there going to the bathroom or using the bathroom, and there was a duck stand at the sink. And you know, you guys never went into those bathrooms. I've been in time. there. No,
4: I I've, I've used those. I know what you're talking you about. Have, anyway, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I
12: thought you said you'd never used. No, no, I I've they been have these down cold, there. Uh, round sinks, you know, with the foot, the yes. round ring around oh, the bottom yeah. on the floor that you put your foot on to run the water in the sink. And, yep. And then they had powdered soap dispensers above <laughs> those. And, Yes. Two thirds of the way through the game, those that soap in those dispensers would get kind of wet and start to solid up and you couldn't get any <laughs> soap out of those things, even though they were still about halfway full. And this guy from O U of O says, you know, this place reminds me of back when I was in junior high <laughs> <laughs> And I looked at him and I said, I wish I could
11: disagree, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> That's <laughs> no. funny.
4: I hope that was in 2004, 50 to 21, but, you know, who knows?
11: Yeah, But he's I, not, not
4: necessarily wrong. Good I can't
12: remember exactly what game, but, uh, you know, it, uh, they still have the little rubber duckies in the urinal, so that was a nice <laughs> <shot> to <me.
10: laughs> Good touch. Dan,
4: I'm glad you got up early, and it sounds like you are, too. Did the sound... You know, you talked about the sound. I agree with you. The lead up, because I was right in that same corner, an area mm-hmm. with the uss. Okay. The sirens made it. That was a whole different. Oh man, you hear you heard each siren going off. But I was taken yep. aback by the blast itself and how it kind of pushed me back.
12: Me too, Mike. I didn't expect it to be that. Yeah. There was a guy from the company, you know, the, the construction company in charge that was going around handing out earplugs to people. And uh, little disposable ones, and I took, yeah, excuse me, I took a pair, but I didn't put them on. I thought, oh, I want to experience the whole thing here, you mm-hmm. know. Huh. And uh, I had my phone camera. I had it on zoom so I could get a little better view. And of course, when you do that, it starts tends to move around, and you get an exaggerated amount of movement on it. Yeah. But when I replay that, <laughs> when that boom, that initial explosion goes off, you can kind of. See how I jerked yes. back because you're right. It, it it took me aback too that, that mm-hmm. just how how strong that explosion was that, when it first went off. That
6: right. will forever chronicle what your reaction was. That little movement. Yep, yeah,
12: that's right. So
4: Dan, thank you so. One, yeah, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. And as Dan said, generation. I mean, it was uh, David U.S. himself who told the reporter from Eugene. I'll never forget this day, I, and that's I really not. I been and there. he must be a precocious young man, ahead, the sensibility already to know I'll never forget it. I mean, that's not
6: something you you'll hear a young person say that often. No, no. But he's right. He won't. Yeah, and I wish I. The, when I hear all these stories. I wish I could have been there. Yeah, it was fun though. I was doing play by play. Yes, you were. And, <laughs> that's what I heard. You were calling it as it came, stumbling down. Now talking, getting some <laughs> yeah. instructions on like how, it. how to
4: do this. Scotts, uh, when you watch, Sarah Elcano took a video, and Carl Masdom will join us a little bit later this hour. He was there as the official photographer in the command center. Not many people got in the command center. Carl did. He'll join us in a few minutes. Angie Machado will join us in a few minutes to give a perspective from Beaver Blitz and Oregon State alumna and somebody who's worked for the department who remembers raising Reeser on the other side. RAI today was raising with a Z, -Z R-A-Z-I, but Mm -hmm. Angie will share a a wide-ranging perspective on her experience as a fan, as somebody who's worked for the department, raising funds for the construction of what is now... The old, the new old side, or
6: whatever, the east side, yeah. and so she's got a perspective on that too, and how that old project went. See, remember when they were starting to build the other side? There was nothing that was really torn down. No, it that's was right. the three brick columns built up behind, being built during the season, right? And then it was the off season when the girders went in. I remember going on trips with women's basketball, and we would go to Gill, get on the bus, and as we're leaving the parking lot, you sweep around to get over to Western and see all these different uh, iron beams going up Mm -hmm. and it just blows me away it's been 16 years it's unbelievable it's been that long i know and uh it's no longer the new side now i believe next year from what we've heard from both scott and sarah there will be one of those construction site type offices for press box for For press box so that'll be the only thing over there on that side maybe a platform for cameras and then everything else is just whatever seats are left, they'll fill and it'll be it'll be kind of nice because you gotta think that all the wings, everything will be packed. It'll be a good look. Yeah.
4: yeah. What are we gonna call the new, the no I'm glad I've got a line from Fields, always good for opens, but I've got one. He in the bank dick. He's taking the bank inspector, the bank examiner around. I can take you to the new old Lompoc house. The what? <laughs> the new old Lompoc house. Yes, the new old. <laughs> so that's going to make its way in and
6: trying to describe what research is all new, about yes the, the new world. old yes the new old so one person said, or the the, the 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 one guy says the narrator says what do we call it the new the old and then he comes on yes
4: the new old says fields
6: let's break we'll come back we've got angie and carl and we hope
8: more
4: of your thoughts right here on 1240 joe radio
8: Trump's Hobbies has been serving the area since 1972 and is a proud supporter of schools, clubs, and groups throughout the Mid-Valley. Trump's says the area's largest selection of radio-controlled cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, plastic models, model trains, fantasy games, collector cards, and modeling tools, parts, paints, and supplies. Whether you're an experienced modeler or just starting out, Trump's is there to help. Build it. Drive it, fly it,
3: Trump Zombies, in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. So the wife rolls into the living room. Honey, you need to get off of the couch and get busy on that list of projects I have for you. And I says to her, but I don't have all the equipment. Oh, she rattles off, that's no excuse. You can rent all the tools and equipment you need from Philo with rental. And since they're open seven days a week, you can go out there today. All right already. Darn you, Philomoth Rental.
7: Philomoth Rental, behind Landmark Realty, one and a half miles west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for farm, home, and business.
2: Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? If one of your New Year's resolutions is to get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. They invite you to stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff at Corvallis Floor Covering thanks you for your continued support over the last 34 years and looks forward to working with you in 2022. For more information, log on to Corvallis Floor Covering. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering, corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, and go be Your locally owned and operated Qdoba Mexican Eats in Corvallis, Salem, and Eugene are hiring now. Qdoba is currently looking to add new and flavorful talent to their restaurant teams. New hires can earn $14 to $15 per hour. You'll also enjoy great perks, including benefits, free employee meals, and a flexible schedule. Students are welcome to apply. Call or stop by the Corvallis, Salem, or Eugene Qdoba today to learn more and apply. Qdoba Mexican Eats is an equal opportunity employer.
7: It's a party, and it's every Friday night at Highland Bowl. Thunder Alley! It starts at 10 and runs until 1230. Check out the black lights and glow and bowl to your favorite music.
10: Thunder
7: Alley! Alley includes unlimited bowling, shoes, and prizes for just 12 bucks. Call now and reserve your lane for Thunder Alley! Every Friday night from 10 until 1230. We set them up, you knock them down. Highland Bowl! Highland Bowl, 9th Street, Corvallis.
0: The home of the Oregon State Beavers, 1240 Joe Radio. Interesting, huh? Eh? That's very interesting. T.J. comes
4: trotting down the hall, T.J. Mathewson, and we'll let Angie get the first reaction here. Angie Machado, publisher of beaverblitz.com, an arm of 24-7 sports all over implosion day at Reese. and Angie has a lot of thoughts from her uh, season perspective as an Oregon State alumna, and fundraiser, worked for the department, uh, covers the Beavers intensively. No one better than beaverblitz.com in that respect, so we'll get her thoughts. But Angie, our uh, young T.J. Matthewson, part of our staff now, comes running down the hall and says there's a rumor flying around out there that UCLA will not renew Chip Kelly, but they'll and, and then after not renewing his contract, we'll go after Pete Carroll. Yeah. So you get the first reaction to that. What do you make of that, Angie?
5: Well, that's that's crazy. I I, I heard rumblings for for a while that the new AD um, down at UCLA and Chip were not. It was not a good fit. So mm-hmm. I'm not shocked on that. But you know, Pete Carroll, that would be that would be big, and I'm, I'm sure Bruin <laughs> fans would love that. But the Pac-12 is elevating. There is no doubt about that.
4: And the Pac-12 landscape, and that's the proper word, I guess. We'll get to our our world and the landscape and the rubble and so on here in a moment, but the PAC 12 has changed dramatically. And at beaverblitz.com, I'm sure you've been all over, even though, you know, we're talking uh, the stability remains at Oregon state, you guys cover intensively all of the changes and I'm sure have lively discussions within the lodge.
5: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I kind of went out on a limb and, and posted a commentary just a few days ago, just about the changing landscape in the PAC 12 and how Oregon state really makes to pounce now and, you know, a, a month or two ago, a month ago, I guess it was, that Scott Barnes announced that he was investing, you know, six figures into Oregon State's coaching pool salary. And I would argue right now that that's nothing and he needs to do more because what we're seeing now across this landscape is the rest of the Pac-12 saying, okay, Oregon State, you raised your coaching salary here, six or, you know, six-figure, but, I mean, Oregon reportedly is paying Tosh Lupoy $5.1 million for a three-year contract. So <laughs> when you have one guy at Oregon making as much as – you know, three quarters of Oregon State's coaching pool, Oregon State still has some work to do. It,
6: would you would you would you also though agree though, and actually this is for both of you guys, that in the PACscape, Pac-12 landscape right now, there's turmoil, there's stories, there's this, there's that. Oregon State seems to be the most steady out of all of them. Well, I will I, say I would, Angie, I would, I would say sorry, this Mike, to lead
4: you, I'll say this to that John to lead Angie back into what the point she's getting at. Yes, but then maximize that as an asset and strength by paying your people more. Is that kind of what you're saying?
5: That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, the Oregon State does have stability, but I would argue that this would be a chance to really look at what you have, pay the guys. You know, and there's there's a, you know one guy on staff that I say pay him what he, whatever he wants, and that's Coach Mihalicek. Um But other than that, I, I think Oregon State really needs to look at what they have, especially when it comes to recruiting. And and I, I would love to see Oregon State. You know, they have one staff. Um, opening right now to Phil, they need to go not after, I mean, yes, a good coach. Yes. They need a good X's is no coach, but getting someone that is a great recruiter, not just a good recruiter, a great recruiter um, who has ties in the pac 12 footprint um, is, is crucial right now. And, and Oregon state needs to do that and, and spend whatever it takes to get that.
6: I don't know if I missed something along the way, but I thought that there was, there was movement to upgrade the assistant coaches or was that just talk? Upgraded?
5: What sense? Money wise, oh, money. Okay. Well, yeah. Scott Barnes supposedly has put forth given given Jonathan six figures. Yeah. When, you know, when, when Jonathan Smith got the the raise he got um, after the twenty twenty one season, and they renegotiated his contract, they I don't know exact number, but I heard six figures to give to Jonathan to distribute amongst his his coaching staff. Mm. Um, but like I said, now the Pac twelve as a whole has basically kind of left
6: that you know which which i said the other day mike wasn't here but it was in result it was after dave from tumwater's call and i just i went on a rant it's unsustainable so at some point you're right Lupoy getting whatever he's getting there's no way some programs can can stay up with that what then what happens
5: yeah i mean there's, I mean, some great discussions right now in the Lodge of Beaver Blitz. So not only based on my commentary about Oregon State needing to strike now and get that recruiter who can help, um, you know, sell. Oregon State has a lot to sell, and it, it may not be the flash and glamour that an Oregon or even now a USC with Lincoln Riley has, but they have the stability, the family atmosphere selling that, but they need a great recruiter to do that. Um, but there's also a great discussion about can college football be fixed? Some people, you know, there there's with this NIL, I mean, you have, Texas A and M out, you know, offering or Texas offering money NIL deals to to linemen and um, you know, there's a discussion would Oregon State be better than building west side of research. This is the the thread I was just reading. <laughs> Instead of putting that 150 plus million into research, doing five years of 30 million to pay recruits to come.
4: Yeah, well, it's too late now.
5: <laughs> it's too late now. It is too late now. But, no, I mean, it's an I'm interesting sorry. discussion, you know? Yeah. And so then there was the discussion of, okay, but, no, the, the West Side needed to be done. Then there's the, well, you get, theoretically, five years of, of winning and getting to the Rose Bowl. Then the donor base expand. I, I don't know. I know from my world that football is what makes the world in college athletics go round, and that's where the money needs to go. Yeah.
10: Well,
6: yeah. Look, they had to get the West side done. They just had to, because no matter what's happening, you got to have the same toys. And Oregon State, with just the one side, was kind of lacking in that. This will put them on on par with everybody else, not necessarily in size, obviously, but certainly in beauty and infrastructure and and workability. And, and, and you can be proud to show that to an incoming recruit, most definitely. So at least that problem, paid for now, is out of the way, or it will be when it's done.
5: Yes, absolutely. And goodness, it's about time. I, I was part of the original fundraising team that got the old new side done. And uh, this it, has been a long time coming, but it, it's so fantastic that it is here and, and it's moving forward. And I'll be, I'm happy that I never have to take that elevator up to the press box.
10: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: And we will get to a little bit more to the implosion today, how you've covered it on Beaver Blitz. I saw Carter Bonds on hand as he covers everything so well. We'll get your thoughts and, and what's going on in the lodge and so on in a moment. One last thing about what what you have at least advocated for in terms of the open spot on Jonathan's staff. I heard Canzano the other day talking about, and is there a balance about what Oregon's doing down the road and they're hiring? It looks like they're hiring a bunch of good recruiters. And John was saying, well, are they getting enough teachers? Do they need enough teachers? What is, in your opinion, the mix? You think Oregon State has enough guys like that that they really do need, in your opinion, if you had to weigh between what's more important right now, a dynamic, vital uh, recruiter or somebody like Mahalczyk who can impart and teach the game? Do they need to find somebody more of the former, in your opinion?
5: Yeah, I I think I, I do think Oregon State has a good teacher, so I think getting that dynamic recruiter is, is paramount right now. Uh, what they're doing down south, I I have the same questions as as John Canzano does because they can build all the recruiting they want and they have a lot of guys that, I mean, they've got some guys that have some show cause too against them. So, I mean, these guys are not opposed to doing what it takes to get good recruits, but how are they going to coach? And then how do you take these top recruits and a lot of egos and how do you meld them into the team culture? Um, And I think that's something Oregon frankly has struggled with even under Cristobal um, was that melding the egos, melding, all the, um, and, and forming a team, a real team that fights. And I think Oregon State has done a good job with that over the years with under coach Smith, they've got that team. Uh, you know, Jonathan has built a great culture by, you know, from everything we've been around and what we've heard, but they need that dynamic recruiter, that closer, that guy that can really sell the program. And, um, you know, I think coach Malachek does, he's kind of both, I think he can, he can sell the alignment and he can also, um, you know, obviously coach them, but, I would just like to see Jonathan, you know, make a home run hire with a guy that can and can recruit.
6: Angie Machado Beaverblitz dot com. How much of your world has changed in the last three years with uh, opting out transfer portals, um, NCAA waivers because of uh, the pandemic to get an extra year? Uh, all of what we're seeing—it's just a crazy time right now for the landscape, if you will, of college football, college sports, really, but football. And uh, and yet, Jonathan Smith was a little early on this a couple of years ago, going through the portal and doing a great job. But it's just it, it gets gets more and more confusing. Especially, when we get to bowl time. How is your world changing in the recruiting aspect of things?
5: Yeah, it, it's changed completely because you don't really know how many spots you have to work with. I mean, I would see Coach Smith. I mean, their world has changed too. Just trying to keep up on how many how many openings they have with this kind of free agency going. Um, and I, I think it's hurt. I think it's been good in a lot of ways in that it's helped teams like Oregon State elevate talent and maybe get, be able to plug some holes when they need to. But um, it, I think it's harder from a fan perspective because you don't have a guy that maybe is there for four or five years that you watch develop and you kind of get to know as a fan. Um, but the hardest thing for me, honestly, hasn't been necessarily the transfer portal and who's in and who's out, but it's been – this whole COVID year and how much eligibility these guys have. Yeah, I keep getting my, even my family. Well, oh, what year is that guy? And I'm like, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I, he might be a freshman. He might be a red shirt freshman. I don't know what he's counting, but that honestly has been kind of the, you know, did these guys have three more years? Are they a sophomore? Are they a sophomore again? Um, that's, that's been hard. But I, I do think from a fan perspective, this transfer portal, makes it tougher, you know, to kind of get those guys that you root for year in, year out, and get to know a little bit more on a a personal level.
6: Okay, can you clear this up? Because we thought we did, and maybe we did, but I I just need need it cleared. They changed the rules so you can transfer without sitting out a year. Was that just a one-time deal because of pandemic, or is it going to be that way going forward?
5: I thought that was just a one-year pandemic deal.
6: Okay. I'd heard that it was going forward, that it would be that way. It
5: it might be going forward. I do not know that.
6: And what goes with it is you can't do it more than once it's a, you, you, you,
5: you, a one time. Yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah yeah hey Angie
4: last so you're, couple
5: you're not changing every year
4: right Last couple of things with Angie Machado beaverblitz.com so much great content there and lively discussion what what did you do with respect to the implosion and and what are, are people has it become a forum to kind of talk about what the the West side meant to people through generations?
5: Yeah, yeah, we it was it was fun. So Carter, like you said, Carter Baines was down covering for us at the event, and um, but we had a, a we had watch party basically, kind of in the lodge, a virtual watch party with the streaming of of the event, and then Carter's working on some post follow up now. But in the lodge, the discussion has been really interesting because we did I, I posted a thread about West Side Memories and and to see the different generations. You know, there's a lot of people saying that their best memory was the 2008 USC win, but then you have other people going way further back. So um, seeing some of the memories that people have have been sharing and um, it's fun. I mean, it is a a piece of Oregon State history that um, is gone. And I think everybody's excited about, but, you know, even friends of mine, girlfriends from our days at Oregon State had texted me this morning and they said, Oh, it was a little, kind of a little bittersweet today. And I, I wasn't necessarily bittersweet about that. There's no misty eyed with Mm -hmm. that, that side going down, but I did have to share I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you remember last year when they announced this going forward, they put together that two-and-a-half-minute little video. I, I believe it was Kate Scott narrating. But that one, to me, gives me the feels. that yeah. two-and-a-half minutes of, you know, how friendships were made and laughs were shared and tears were shed. And that, to me, is, is Research Stadium, and that's what um, has kind of been a special place. It's that unifying place for all, you know, whether you're a student or an alumni or just a fan, um, so much happens. Down at least or whether it's you know freshman orientation or or graduation so so much goes on there and um friendships are made and, and strengthened and just a, a great time i think to be oregon state and and really showcase what oregon state is about and it's about community and and friendships and and the community aspect of it
4: we certainly felt that here angie i witnessed it with my own eyes in person tim Ewis was right alongside many other fans at the corner of 26th and western so it, it had a lot of uh, emotion and excitement. It was an event, a true event for Beaver Nation all over. But for those of us who got to see it, an unforgettable kind of day. One last minutia on football—not minutia because it's important. But I just I haven't had a chance to ask you. I think I tried to call you when it happened. We didn't connect. What do you make of since it's the focal point of a position in on a football team? quarterback sam vidlack into the portal what you thought of that and where you think that position in terms of the competition ramps up in the spring
5: yeah i was really surprised by that because um watching sam vidlack and, and ben Goldranson, i really liked what i saw from both of the young guys you know i i thought um i really thought going into the spring and this you know that there would be some more competition at that position um and so I was really surprised, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised in this day and age of, you know, guys want to play and, and quarterback is one of those interesting positions, that you know, really one guy plays, it's not like you're rotating guys and, and getting a chance to play. So, um, you know, I've enjoyed covering Sam during his, you know, during the recruitment and, and during his first year at Oregon state, but, um, you know, wish him well, but I, I do think Oregon state's going to need to go through the portal It's it's interesting because you have to keep it balanced too. You can't be getting a, you can't maybe take two freshmen in this class. You you need to go out and find a guy that has kind of that same eligibility in there because you don't need backlogs. But um, quarterback is an interesting one because you need guys on, on the roster, but guys don't want to sit and wait either. So um, I am excited about the spring, especially if Ben's healthy and, and Tristan Jebia, you know, I, I think he looked at the bowl game. We saw him throwing the ball on the sideline a little bit before the game. I know, Carter saw him um, at the practice that the media was able to attend before I made it to L.A. But, um, you know, I I think there is some competition that will happen and and should happen uh, this offseason.
6: Last thing. Um, Just the other day, we learned through conversation and just sleuthing that there's only like four five-star linemen, O or D. In the Pac-12. In the Pac-12 footprint, meaning in our high schools, and none of them came to any of the Pac 12 schools. Is that true? Is there that few number of five star, again, five star linemen in the entire five and Western? four, world? actually. Was it a combined yeah. five and four? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a really low number. Can you confirm that? And are they,
4: well, how's Oregon State doing on that front?
6: Yeah.
5: Yeah, I, I don't know it right off the top of my head, but it doesn't shock me. I mean, when you look at like a 24 7, uh, there are roughly, I mean, they, they aim for 25, five stars total across the board. Mm. So, um, it's not like they, um, you know, being a five star is a, is a, is a really big deal. So, um, you know, or, or the whole PAC 12 footprint isn't, um, and I, and I think this is a reason why they really struggled in the PAC 12 to compete against like the SEC is the fact that there isn't the, the big linemen that, you know, we mm-hmm. just don't see that out here. It's more, um, skill positions, more of the, um, you know, the linebackers, the running backs, the mm-hmm. receivers. So um, that doesn't shock me. I don't have the numbers right pulled up in front of me. But Oregon State has done pretty well. Um, you know, Oregon State is, is not recruiting at that high of a level right now as far as getting four stars, five stars out of prep, you know, at the prep ranks. But they, they especially at O-line, have addressed a lot of needs with that early signing period. And I think there's a couple guys that, you know, I'm kind of watching to see. But I wouldn't be shocked at, and personally, they need to go after the transfer portal D-line. I, yeah. I mean, thats I, I think there needs to be at least two, maybe three um, big impact guys. But um, O-line, I think Coach Malachuk's doing a pretty good job of, of getting guys in the pipeline there.
4: Angie, great to talk to you. We, I mean, we could multiply questions all day on this. We are kind of talking about the implosion and what it's meant. Carl Mazdom will join us here in a minute. He was right next to Scott Barnes when Scott pushed the button. So we're going to get Carl's perspective on it. But uh, suffice it to say on Beaver Blitz, is it at, you have all the videos and everything up and people can react to it today and beyond today at Beaver Blitz. Is that right?
5: Yes. Yeah. We have threads in the lodge. Um, like I said, the video's up. Carter's working on a behind the scenes. And so he has a lot of kind of the, the minutia and the numbers and, and talking with the, the engineers that, that made this happen. And um, and then, yeah, recruiting is going to be picking up here next week, and it's just—it's—it's it's never a, a downtime. You know, we're talking right. coaching, coaching search, and, and who Jonathan Smith's going after. You know, for this open position, lots and lots of discussion and, and lots of opinions. So, um, it's a great time to, to be in the lodge.
4: Thanks, Angie. Great nice, talking Angie. to you as always. We appreciate your time. We'll do it again soon. Go bees! Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Angie Machado, our guest, Carl Masdom was right there, and he has a lot of memories from uh, the new old, the old new Riser. Parker. We're going to talk to Carl next on 1240 Joe Radio.
1: Stargazer
2: premier florist in Corvallis knows that the one you care about is expecting a thoughtful gift this Valentine's Day, and they're ready to help safely deliver them the best arrangement possible. Choose from Stargazer's wide selection of Valentine's Day flower arrangements, and they'll safely deliver a beautiful, unique gift right on time so you can show them just how special you'd like them to feel this February 14th. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's selection of holiday arrangements online at Stargazer premierflorist.com Stargazer Premier Florist 925 Northwest Circle Boulevard in Corvallis.
9: Save money on everything the country needs at your Northwest owned and operated Coastal. Coastal farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. It's cold and wet outside, but Coastal has what you need to stay warm and dry, whether you're at work, doing chores, or simply hanging out at home. Save big right now, including 40% off select outerwear and fall apparel for the whole family. Plus save 25% on all toys in stock, excluding battery-operated right on toys. Check out the sales flyer at CoastalCountry.com and on the flip app. Shop in-store or online at CoastalCountry.com with in-store or curbside pickups or have it shipped. It's all at your Northwest-owned and operated Coastal. Coastal Farm in
10: Red. Just what the country needs.
7: Locally in Albany, Salem, and Corvallis. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team, and go be for auto glass solutions,
0: better call the glass man. Call 541 760 2277. Call the Glassman.
1: Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call, and if it's more convenient, I can generally get it done the next day.
0: Call 541 760 2277. Call the glass man.
2: Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today.
0: Hi, this is Oregon State football alum and owner of Angry Beaver Grill, Randy Holmes. Come try our updated menu with new items such as the Prime Rib Philly cheesesteak and don't miss our Prime Rib and Salmon dinners on Friday. Every Wednesday starting at 5 o'clock, try our $7 all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner with garlic bread and salad. Angry Beaver also offers catering for groups large and small. Give me a call to schedule your holiday gathering, wedding, reunion, or any special occasion. Support local at Angry Beaver Grill on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Modern day, that's, by that's comparison. not in the
4: 90s, it's yeah, in
6: the I, 2000s, isn't it? I don't think so. Okay. I'd
4: have to go back and look, and somebody could help us. Very good Sneakers, Sneakers is good, but I think that's a 90s flick, With not Sydney 2000s. Portia. The late, great I, Sydney Poitier. That's 30s. terrible news. We lost him today at the age of 94. and He did a lot of really good films, yeah. but... but They call me Mr. Tibbs, his exchange in that greenhouse with a guy uh, in the heat of the night. He and Steiger together, that's some of the best stuff I've ever seen.
6: Did I forget to put that on? Well, I
4: I think, let's hope Carl's right there listening. Carl, are you with us on 1240 Joe Radio? Can you hear us? Yeah, Something happened. Carl, are you there? Oh, hold on. I I got... I, yeah, I wondered what you know.
6: I, I don't know what I did. Okay. We got it. We got it. Hold on. Hold
4: on. A find a way. way. There we go. There, now, now. How Carl, about now,
6: Carl, are you there? Now, I got you. I got you now. Okay. Uh, This has never happened before. I just hit hit the wrong button and couldn't get out of it. Now, I and I'm glad that
4: Scott Barnes didn't hit the wrong button. Now, (laughs) Carl was right there. And Carl, let's just we're going to get to your work. And you've got some amazing photographs you were kind enough to show me that you've taken. I know video, video, video is the thing. And the video, but you're just tell us a little bit about what your role was in the command center. And just some of the stuff you've posted already and that we, I hope we will have some access to.
12: Um, well, I, once I knew this was happening, I was, started thinking, how am I going to cover this? And then Sarah Elkana called me a while ago and said, hey, do you want to be in the command center? Because I didn't know how close they'd let us be. Mm-hmm. So I was even thinking of being like on um, some buildings, you know, in campus right. and shooting with a long lens. So, but Sarah asked me, and I'm like, Sure. And uh I didn't I mean then she showed me how close it was and I was like, Ooh, that's close. <laughs> so um but yeah, and then so then I just yesterday I set up some cameras inside the stadium and uh been, been worried all night that they were gonna get wet and or got fire and um two did fire, which was I so fifty percent fired. But yeah, so that's how I mean I just started thinking about it when it started happening and uh so I shot photos of Scott, and then I was right there to, you know, to shoot the, the foot, and I was probably one of the closest people there.
4: Yes, you there. were. Yeah, you were a foot away from Scott. Scott and Carl, what yeah. was it like, before we even get to the work itself, but just, I mean, you were close, and when we, we were across the way, Kitty Corner to you at the corner of 26th and Western near the Hilton Garden Inn, you were closer than that in the parking lot in the command center, not that far from where it happened. What was it like physically, emotionally, et cetera, for you in those moments?
12: Um, well, it was, it went way faster than I thought. because I heard them it, they were explaining like, you know, they're going to do a countdown be three, two, one, and then it'll go. I swear to God, it was three, two, go. <laughs> and, um, and then the flash, and, you know, I just, just hope I, you know, pressed the shutter at the right time. Um, but then I was more, had hashtag yeah, he's done and I got up and I was like that was awesome I and mean, it was way way cooler than I thought it would be you know neat it was really cool I and mean, it was it was cool like how, how loud it was and yeah the explode and the, the you know you could see the flash and so mm-hmm. I had watched a bunch of videos online that I don't want to do this some of them were like just little pops I think even the kingdom was like you know little pops around the way yeah. this is big so
6: yeah, it was louder uh, than you thought it would be, wasn't it? That's what we're hearing.
12: Way, way louder. I mean, yeah, way louder. Could so you it feel was, it? Could you can, feel it in your... Or, uh, yeah, could
4: you feel it, it in your good. chest? Could you feel it yeah, a little
12: exactly. bit? exactly. Yes, I think I felt it before anything. Mm-hmm. You know, even before realizing that, you know, it had gone. So, um... Carl, like, and, you said, uh, like you said, like you said, I I think it pushed me back a little, like against the Yeah,
6: pickup. yeah. Um, In a thing like that, as a as a professional photographer, I don't know what the equipment is nowadays. But do you literally just do your finger as fast as you can, so you get every single possible thing, and then go back and look at a 200 pictures, and say this is the one?
12: Um, I so I have like I said, I had four cameras set up, and they all fire fast. You don't hold down the button, um, and I got a new camera actually over Christmas that I've been dying to use it to take basketball pictures, but that's only happened once. Mm. Um, uh, it shoots like 20 some frames a second. So I shot in the four seconds I held it down. I shot 156 photos wow. of that thing come down. Um, which is ridiculous too many. I mean, what do you need? Um, but it's cool. Um, so yeah, so then, uh, yeah, and I fire my camera and, and it fires all the other cameras too. Oh, okay. Um, so I had like a thousand photos of maybe not that. Yeah. I a thousand photos of that thing, the whole, even the aftermath too. Yeah. And I too. the yeah. aftermath was cool. It looked, I mean, when it was down, I went back into the stadium to get my cameras, it looked walking in and not seeing the, the uh, old side was weird. That oh, was weird. I bet. Um, just cause it was just still, you know, smoke, smoking a little and, mm. um, yeah, it looked like it. Yeah, like it got bombed. Yes, and
4: it did. And you know, in, yeah. in in that true sense of things, now that's and you put it that way too, Carl. When you think about Corvallis and think about landmarks and think about areas of points of reference, since 1967, it's looked that way. And there have been some sort. There's been some sort of structure standing on that side since 1952 when it was finished and it opened in '53. So that had to feel weird. You're walking in, and that thing is no more.
12: Right, right, yes. I mean, it was, yeah. Um, and, like, I uh, uh, I was surprised. That, I guess I, if I should have paid attention, I was surprised how it fell. When I, mean, I thought it would go straight down. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my brother texted me right away. He's like, they just bombed our tailgating spot. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be back, I hope. Carl, you're not the only one. I mean, that was a discussion in the first part of the program. I think a lot of people, myself included, Mike, thought it would go straight down. Scott
4: Barnes did, too. He said, was it supposed? Scott told me he thought it was going to tumble straight down. So this being a first for all of us, I don't think we were given the full manual, this is exactly what's going to take place. And maybe they did that on purpose. I mean, there was an element of make, surprise. It
12: makes more sense, because I know they had tarps on the field. They wanted to protect the field. Right. It, makes, it does make sense. Hey, but Carl. I just—we didn't have to.
4: How far back does the rubble go? You know, when the, we saw the stadium, the roof and the press box falling back, does it press up against uh, those the, trees? Yeah, uh, the the creek that yeah. rolls
12: through there. Yes, I think it goes like to the edge of the parking lot. Okay. Okay. Um, and then there was even I don't know if you afterwards there was like the I don't know if it was the, the big pillars that were. It was hard to tell what some of the rubble was. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was those killers, I was like, they look too big, and we got, like, the elevator shaft, and it was it was fun. And then I just actually, I drove home after, uh, right now, and we're already there, scooping away.
6: Yeah, I was going to ask you if they um, got to work while you were walking around collecting your cameras, if they were, you know.
12: <laughs> yeah, they were, they got those backhoes, and they're moving along.
6: Um, when you were at the command center, was there anything that stood out, like, who was in charge, and how many it took to do it. And I was kind of calling a little play by play. And I noticed the guy showing that, that orange or that yellow suitcase that had all the the button stuff in it and talking to Scott. And I, I couldn't hear him. There was audio, but I couldn't hear their conversation. And you were standing right there and I was half joking, but half serious saying, there's a lot of information he's giving him there, and if it were me, that'd be way too much. It'd be too <laughs> nervous, and I'd say, just tell me what button to push. That's all I need to know. Do you know what that conversation was? Because it seemed like a lot more than just push this button.
12: Oh, well, I, I, don't, I, I think Scott was nervous, and he <laughs> paid attention, and the guy explained to him, and he kind of uh, – said, you know, oh, don't get too excited. Don't, you know, just, you know, you uh, like calmed him down. Like I said, you know, yeah. he had a woman once that got really nervous and excited and jumpy. And he's like, just, you know, went the count down and just hit the buttons. and But, uh, and it was, and there was a lot of, I mean, it was, I mean, it's clearly they'd done this a lot and they knew what they're doing, but so they had a the nice, and the guy was very, um, uh, you know, you know, had to system down and said well, we're going to do this and explained everything. Um, on the live stream, could you hear the guy yelling? Yes. Yeah. That, that guy was awesome. Yes, <laughs> he was. How
4: <laughs> far? You weren't very far from him,
10: were you?
12: No, he was. I mean, he was, you know, then they, they turned the sirens on and then he's booming voice. And I was like, it, it's the adrenaline going. <laughs> so he was great. So. That, yeah.
4: And that Let's close a little bit of two things, Carl. The, one, the adrenaline rush that it all was. I could, and Scott. You took a photograph of him, I think. You know, somehow, I mean, you, he's pushing the button. The implosion occurs. His knees buckle, and one of the videos you can kind of see. Sarah took oh, a video yeah. of Scott, and you see his knees yeah, kind wow. of buckle. That's a big moment too. But right, right. the adrenaline rush was something else, wasn't it?
12: It was. It was way more than I. Yeah, right. I was not expecting that, then I mean, it, it was. Yeah, I didn't have. The, I mean, I, I, I love Richard Stadium. I have lots of great memories, but it was. Yeah, it was the adrenaline today was. It was, it was exciting. It Call, was all, 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 I mean, it was, I'll remember it forever.
4: Absolutely, the thousand photos that you refer to, or thereabouts. What? How much? How much access will we have? Uh, how many of your work, which captures some things that other videos may not have, will we have some access to? Will Beaver Nation have access to?
12: Um, so I sent them to. The, to oh, the, so Athletics has already put some out. Okay, and then the main OSU marketing may have them too. So. I think they're using those to send out to like newspapers and stuff, okay, um, like that. Um, and then I'll, I'll probably put some up on Twitter, but not a lot because it's. I mean, but the it, it was. I mean, but like you said, the video is, you know, sure. People like, but but in fifty years, when they care it when they up the other side, it's the photos that they're looking at.
4: <laughs> That's an excellent yeah. point. Hey, uh, Carl. Anything else you want to add? We really appreciate okay. you taking I time. Say, I
12: want to give my favorite, my, my favorite memory in Reeser. Sure. Um, it was, uh, I think it was 1989. We played Cal. I was a student. It was the first game I went to with my now wife. And we won on a, it wasn't a last second field goal, but it was a close to, and I told my wife, I said, if, if they don't score, we're, we're rushing the field. And this is the first couple games I've ever been to. And she's like, no, we're not. She was the first one over the chain. <laughs> onto the field. And so. <laughs> I think we'll uh, probably one, of our, one or two wins. I is guess. that the so game where I we I more because we had
4: none. Joe Starkey talks about getting extra time. You know, added yeah. time, didn't stop the clock. Was that I that game? that's
12: right. Yeah. Yes. 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 I don't
4: care. We won. We Absolutely. Won. Thank you, Carl. Yes. Good work. Uh, thanks for sharing thanks, the fruits of your work with us. We appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. Thanks, I, Carl.
12: Talk to you
4: Bye. Hey, Carl Nazdem. Official photographer for Oregon State Athletics. Many texts. Let's try to get a few in here down the stretch. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's, uh, okay, we've got that one. It's difficult. You have a better look at it. This is a per- heard it north of Lebanon near the hospital. I didn't feel anything, he said, but he heard it out in Lebanon. The roof coming down reminded me of Simonton running around the right end. So that memory came as it fell down. Yeah, exactly. It's like a... A montage in your mind is in those moments, those seconds, the roof coming down reminded this one texture of Ken Simonton beating Oregon and Jeff Van Orso batting the ball down against USC. Those were the images that came quickly to his mind. What else you got there? Well,
6: Curtis is in tangent. He's the one who's in tangent. And he said, I thought it, I thought it was a thunder rumbling. Right. Um yeah. Let's see, near Walnut, on the backside of Witham Hill, and heard it here, Drew in Corvallis. Akram from Corvallis, uh,
4: thanks for keeping me company these days. Thank you for listening. He lives on Kings near Coffee Culture, and he heard a huge thundering roar. (laughs) Uh,
6: We live right, uh, hi, Mike and John, we live on Southwest 3rd Street. The old Oregon uh, building is uh, right across the street from us. Anyway, I was standing in the kitchen when I heard it, It didn't last but for a second or two, just barely shook the house. My dog, who is usually sensitive to noises, didn't react at Hmm. all. That's interesting. It just sounded like thunder.
4: How excited we were, writes a texter, when they put the roof up on that side. (laughs) And how we helped to convince people to buy those tickets, VIP seats, many years ago. That's what I thought about, writes the texter, as I watched the roof and it all come tumbling down. So excited to be sitting on the new side in 2023. Carolyn Faloma, This it. We'll close on this because it's really good
6: stuff. I've seen no Carol. She works all the beaver sports and is just the sweetest thing. And she writes this. It was the most incredible experience. I'm so glad I contributed in a small way to help with the security. Then got to go find a great spot over by the hotel and watch the video rolling. Side stories for those who know the inners of the west side that was. There has been families of feral cats who are the uh, the rodent control forever. <laughs> A construction worker advised that all the cats and their kittens on the site were trapped and taken, he thought, to safe haven. That's great right. news. Also, he added the resident owl, also present de- doing rodent control, whom I heard many times doing all my night shifts before games. They did not get it to leave the structure, but it was witnessed flying freely as the structure fell back.
4: That? We shared that earlier. That was one of Scott Barn. When I saw Scott briefly, he said that was... For him, one of the great, he saw that owl flying away. Yeah. Carol, thank you for confirming that. Carol said, I, I had thought about those creatures and have peace because I know they were considered through this whole process. Carol says, it's definitely a day I will not forget. Yeah. That's a good note to end on. And we're done. So, Got to go. See you tomorrow. See
7: you up J.O. Corvallis and translator, k two ninety i Corvallis. The home of the beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.